This is the Mealtime Magic and Mayhem podcast. I'm Trisha Clark, your host, cooking coach, and kitchen mentor. We're here to talk about all things food, wine, travel, cocktails, and mealtime memories. So many memories are made around the table. We all know mealtime can be stressful, full of chaos and mayhem, but it's also the universal connector, a catalyst for communication and connection, and a time to create magic and memories. So many of our memories are tied to food, and I can't wait to share some of those stories with you here. I'm here to share ideas, inspiration, and stories to help you experience mealtime with a dash of magic and just a sprinkle of mayhem. You can expect new episodes weekly, including a mixture of interviews, personal stories, and some fun conversations about our adventures and misadventures in the kitchen and around the table. I hope you walk away feeling inspired to try something new in your kitchen or around your table to create more connection with your friends, family, and beyond. Thanks for being here. Hello, listeners. You are listening to the Mealtime Magic and Mayhem podcast. Today, I have a special treat. I have Nina Jackson here with me today. And Nina is a self-proclaimed food nerd who cooks and bakes without grains, dairy, egg, soy, corn, almond, cashew, peanut, and a host of other foods. If she can figure out a way to break a recipe and make it allergen and gluten-free, she's going to do it. Her passion is helping people enjoy their favorite foods without grains or allergens. So Nina started breaking recipes in 2012 when she was diagnosed with an allergy to grains and dairy. Her quest to recreate her favorite foods without all those allergens has helped her restore her health and improve her energy level. And my favorite quote from you is, everyone deserves pizza and cake on their birthday. So welcome, Nina. I'm so glad you're here and our inaugural interview on Mealtime Magic and Mayhem. Oh my goodness. It is a pleasure to be here and nerd out about food with you. I am so excited. Thank you for having me. I always love to start a conversation or an interview with an icebreaker question. I love table topics questions because I feel like they help you get to know somebody just in a little bit of a different way. So if you could invite anyone alive or deceased to dinner, who would it be and why? I grew up watching Julia Child on PBS. I don't remember her as anything other than this goofy, funny lady who loved cooking. And I would love to meet her as an adult. As a learning chef, I enjoy reading her cookbooks. I enjoy her kitchen wisdom book, which was actually like her notebook where you know she kept her notes. So oh, that was she- fabulous, isn't it? Right. Where I'm just like, and it made me feel better. It gave me permission to use cheats. And because if the best of the best can use cheats, like she calms me down a lot. She reminds me not to be a pretentious chef. Her level of enthusiasm is where I aspire to. I love that. And I feel very much the same way because she, you know, was one of the first women to actually go to like this fancy culinary school and learn all the pretentious things and just had this magical way of making it very real for the common cook. And she had such a magical quality about her in that way and such a gift. I feel the same way about her books. I just picked up a book the other day at a local kitchen store. I have it right here. Julia Child, people who love to eat are always the best people and other wisdom. And they're just random quotes from Julia Child. And I had to have it. So many memorable lines and so much wisdom from her. I love that we share that. So tell me a little bit. And I know it's in your intro about you had this quest to recreate your favorite foods 
when you discovered you had all these allergens? Have you always loved to cook? And like, what was that like when you found out you had to really change the way that you ate, but also the way that you cooked? There were a lot of tears. And I actually found out about my grain and dairy allergy accidentally at an infertility appointment. So if you can imagine like the desperation that comes, like that was my motivation where I was like, okay, grains and dairy, what do I want more? So easier said than done, right? Because I come from an Italian family and, you know, not everybody is Italian, but everyone shares a love for food and a love for sharing meal times. And I immediately felt excluded and nobody knew how to help me. There's only so many salads you can have while you're watching other people eat. And of course, my will was strong. And I tried creating recipes. I tried following recipes. Oh, this one contains almond flour. And I did that for a while, but In my quest, I wasn't feeling so great and other allergens were identified. And by the time I knew everything about my body, every tried and true ingredient in a gluten-free recipe was off the menu. I couldn't use eggs. I couldn't use almond flour. I couldn't use any grains. And so again, I was back at meat and veggies and that gets boring. And of course, when our menu is boring, we cheat. Yes. I wasn't going to cheat. (laughs) So not a problem. I know how to cook. I will just substitute. I will take this gluten-free recipe and I will substitute. It doesn't work like that. There's so much chemistry involved in cooking. And so for your listeners, you need to hear me say this, that I call my website break a recipe because of all the mistakes that I made. If I have a chocolate chip cookie recipe, I broke that recipe 47 times before I got the recipe that I wanted. And it wasn't until I started breaking the rules of cooking that I got my best results. Did you enjoy that process or did you learn to enjoy that process? Because I know that there have been times that I tried to follow like the AIP diet, the autoimmune protocol, right? I tried. And again, it's all about substituting and buying this plethora of ingredients that I just found to be so overwhelming that I couldn't stick with it. And I was just trying to figure out if I had food allergies and I was playing with it, but it was overwhelming and it was difficult because you're right. Things don't just substitute for one another. Even if a recipe says it does, not all recipes are created equal. So I think people develop this mentality that it's just really, really hard. It is hard. And at one point I had 17 different bags of flour in my pantry and I didn't have what I needed to make the recipe that I wanted. And that was the moment where I was like, following other people's directions isn't working. At least if I use one flower for everything, I will be able to understand how that flower works. And so I created my one flower blend. And I was using other people's egg replacers until my favorite egg replacer was revamped and they used soy as the base for it. And I have a soy allergy. Oh, no. So I had a flour. I just needed to break the egg replacer. So I broke the flour. I broke the egg replacer. In my cookie recipes, I use coconut oil as a one-to-one sub for butter. Coconut milk can be adjusted. Basically, when you think about cooking, it's dairy, flour, eggs. And pretty much making adjustments as needed, I was good to go. I could cook again. I could bake again. I had bread again. (laughs) And I felt normal. It wasn't until about three or four years into my grain-free living that I was able to actually buy grain-free pasta. 
for years, once a month, I was making the pasta with a hand crank machine. I'm so happy that I can buy pasta now. (laughs) I'm so happy. Like the first time I bought a box of pasta, I think I paid $10 for it. And I cried because I was so happy. It was probably worth every penny of that $10 just to be able to do it. Right. Right. Now I can get it for about $3 a box. So what was the big shift for you where you went from feeling this overwhelmed and frustrated to really enjoying this process? Because I think so much of what gets in people's way, whether it's allergen-free cooking or cooking in general, is this fear of failure and this lack of tolerance for failure. And then we quite often just give up before we see that light at the end of the tunnel. So where did that light come in for you? And and what was really that turning point that allowed you to be like, this can be fun and I can enjoy this? I think when another person is depending on you, that will always motivate you. I was the hostess. I was the one who was having parties. And my friends with allergens would say, Nina, I can't have that. I said, oh, yes, you can. It's grain free. And they'd say, yeah, but I can't have cashews. I'd be like, oh, you didn't tell me. So that's when, even though I wasn't avoiding cashews at the time, I started to make recipes that everybody could enjoy together because the experience of dining together, sharing food is unlike any other. You know, when you can say, that looks good, give me a bite. And somebody loves you enough to let you have a bite of their food Mm -hmm. and vice versa. That's an intimate experience that I was really missing out on. And so it was friends, it was relatives who were truly afraid to try and make something because they might get it wrong. And they said, Nina, you make grain-free bread. Can you make me a grain-free bread without yeast? And I was like, can't find you one. So I guess if you're going to have one, I'm going to make it for you. (laughs) <laughs> and I did. And we've got several. I've got four grain free breads without yeast. I've got a sandwich bread. I've got a garlic bread. I've got rolls and I've got a chia bread. And it's so fluffy and soft. It makes me feel like I opened a bag and ate a sandwich. It's so good. Oh, I it's have that, that like, recipe and I haven't tried it yet. It's on my list. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Well, I love that. So tell me what made you decide to start this business. And I feel like I already have an idea why, just based on our conversation already. I have a feeling there's an element of just you wanting to help other people move along that journey much faster. I'm sure there's a more profound way to say it, but basically when you need help and you can't find the person to help you, you become that person. And as you are surviving and thriving on your own journey, you reach down and you pull the other person along and you make it easier for them. And I wanted to put a cookbook on the shelves of people like me so that grandmas and moms who are cooking for their children with allergies and you know doing their darndest just to parent, just to raise children, can say, hey, sweetheart, don't worry, we're going to have French toast today. Or what kind of pizza do you want for your birthday? So that children and families with allergens can eat together and prepare one meal that everyone enjoys so that no one feels excluded. I think you just hit on something really, really important because so many women that I talk to in my business are cooking something separate, right? They're cooking two meals in order to please everyone because they've given up on the idea that they can cook one successfully for everyone. 
And I love that you're showing people that that is possible. It's something I teach in my courses and that I work with people on is you definitely can find a middle ground, whether it's allergen-free or it's cooking something with pieces big enough that if somebody doesn't like something, they can pick it out, right? There's ways to do it and there's no reason to put yourself through the extra work and effort. You're already tired at the end of the day of wrangling kids and work and all of the things, I think it's time we really release some of that pressure on ourselves and find those ways. You've already talked about the biggest challenges when you started cooking without grains and other allergens. Did you find it challenging for cooking for others at first? Were they nervous to try your food because it was something so different than what they were used to? Everyone was nervous. So I snuck food in. (laughs) <laughs> and there were people, and if you are listening right now and you have been bullied or excluded because of your food allergies, I have been there. I have had people say, well, it's too bad you can't have some of this. And I smile and I say, I brought chocolate chip cookies. Would you like to try one? And they'll look and they'll say, those aren't grain free. Oh, yes, they are. Try one. And they ask for the recipe. So building that bridge, letting people know that. This is food. It happens to be made without grains, but it's a delicious food that you can enjoy. And then something else happens. Somebody says, I didn't feel bloated after I ate your dessert. Or when we went to your house for dinner, that cheeseburger pasta was wonderful. And so tasting is believing, right? The same way that I didn't grow up eating Mexican food, but once I tried a taco, I was like, this is something I need to eat again. <laughs> right? We're all scared. And so people are nervous. They are scared. And I really can't blame them. Sharing is believing. And people are willing to modify their menu, modify their diet, help a family member when they don't have to give up taste, texture. And when the food doesn't take any more time, we can make that happen, then it's just magic. Mm, I love that. I mean, that's the whole thing. And and the whole reason why we've connected is this whole magic and connection around food and what it means to feed people food that you put your love into and what it means for people to eat that food, right? Like that energy goes both directions. And it's so incredibly powerful. And I'm just so impressed by the journey that you've been on and the way you truly break recipes and the passion that you have for it is incredible. And there are so many people out there that that need what you're doing that have all these allergens to deal with that are overwhelmed by cooking. So they just don't in a lot of cases. And I really feel like they're missing out you know, on that experience and on those connections. So if there were three things that you want the listeners to take away from your journey and this process, what would they be? Oh my goodness. Okay. Everyone deserves to eat safely. First and foremost, no one should miss out on their favorite foods because of an allergen and believe in yourself, love yourself enough to find the foods that make you happy and enrich your life. You're worth it. Ah, I love that. And you've managed to do it all without sacrificing flavor. I think that's another key part here to really drive home. All these foods can be delicious and amazing. And I think you've really explained that. So you've had 10 years of experience developing these recipes, a year of blogging. I know I've seen your e-cookbook, lots of exciting stuff. 
tell us what you have going on, how people can connect with you and what you're offering your community. I have a website, breakarecipe.com. You and I connected through Facebook where my community is grain-free lifestyle and support community. You can follow me at Nina Jackson or at Break a Recipe. In our community, once a week, I do a live. Right now, there's a pull-up. So come on over and join. That way you can vote. The options for this week are a grain-free, dairy-free dip, how to manage and track your symptoms as you transition to grain-free living, a grain-free, no-bake dessert, and what can I eat on a grain-free diet? So one of the things that people tell me is they know this is a journey and they want support. So I've got a bunch of options for support. I just started a Patreon where in addition to what's available on my blog and my cookbooks, you can get a recipe of the month. Every month, you'll get a couple of new recipes to help you add variety and flavor back to your table. So the recipe card has no ads, or you can have access to my digital recipe archives. Pretty much everything I've got is at your disposal. I'm adding to it. The next recipe I'm adding is grain-free, dairy-free, egg-free, nut-free truffles because the nut allergies are so huge. And I also have coaching programs, but coaching can be pricey. So for those who are looking for affordable coaching and cooking classes once a month, that is available because I'm committed to supporting you where you are regardless of your budget. Please reach out to me. I would love to help you grow your skills as a grain-free chef and support your family by adding flavor to your table. Awesome. Thank you so much. For everybody listening, you will find all the links to connect with Nina. She's got seven simple grain-free recipes. We'll have a link to that below as well. And I hope you'll check out her group and connect. She's been amazing to connect with. And she's been a really fun resource for my Facebook community so that the people in my group know that they have an ally and they can ask her how to break the recipes that I'm often sharing in my group because admittedly, allergen-free and grain-free cooking is not my wheelhouse. So I love to collaborate and find partnerships like Nina. So Nina, thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure talking to you and we will touch base again soon. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I've learned so much from your group and I've learned so much from connecting with your followers. Thanks so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please go hit that follow button, subscribe, leave us a review. And if you're ready to change what mealtime looks like for you, breaking that cycle of chaos and having more fun in the kitchen, build some confidence and discover your love of cooking, schedule your free Dish with Trish call at the link in the show notes. We'll chat a few minutes and you'll walk away with personalized strategies to take your mealtime routine from tired to inspired. See you next time.